Every day we take our lives into our own hands when we consume vitamins and supplements. By not knowing the right ones to take or when, we could be doing a disservice to our health, or even worse, could be endangering it. Welcome to your Daily Dose with Doreen Doucette. Now you have a resource to help you use supplements, vitamins, and natural health more safely and effectively. Here is your host, Doreen Doucette. Good morning and welcome to your Daily Dose. Last week, I explained the process of Panchakarma, which is the Ayurvedic art and science of detoxification and rejuvenation. This week, I thought it would be very beneficial to continue on that topic and talk with someone who has gone through the complete 21-day Panchakarma treatment. Now, not only has this person experienced it once, but she has completed it two times. It's most beneficial to do a Panchakarma treatment at the time of the season change, and this individual completed her treatment during the spring. I'd like to welcome Michelle Soret Cutro to the show. Michelle had endured and suffered several years with trigeminal neuralgia. Now, this is an illness where the fifth cranial nerve malfunctions and causes severe facial and head pain. Any mild stimulation to her face, such as brushing her teeth, putting on her makeup, or even a difference in the temperature on her skin would trigger excruciating pain. The pain is, on many occasions, unbearable, and that is why it is most often called the suicide disease. There are several reasons why one may experience trigeminal neuralgia, but for Michelle, it was due to a car accident. So now, I'd like to welcome Michelle to the show and let her explain about her journey from this debilitating illness to one of wellness. Good morning, Michelle, and thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Good morning, Doreen, and thank you for having me. Michelle, when I first met you, um, I don't think I'll ever forget the way that you looked when you came into my clinic and you had actually looked as if you had been beaten. One eye was swollen and closed. You held your head in your hand and, and your head was tilted down. You had to have a relative drive you to my clinic because you had been unable to drive for quite some time. I think it was due to a lot of medication that you were taking at the time. Um, and at that time, you had said that someone you knew uh, told you that I had just returned recently from training in India and that I was basically your last hope for you to get better and to turn this around. Could you please tell us what happened to you? How long had you suffered before you came to me? And what was the, what was the actual turning point that made you come to me? Absolutely. Um, it's something that I'll never forget. It was a, a beautiful sunny May evening. It was in 2007 when uh, my two daughters and myself were on our way to her science fair project. And we were struck by an oncoming vehicle and it was a head-on collision. We were um, both my two daughters and myself and we had 16 baby chicks in the vehicle also because she had incubated them as part of her project. So you can just imagine the commotion in the vehicle with all the chicks, the shavings flying everywhere as we were hanging upside down. <laughs> After realizing that we were all safe and alive, I couldn't have possibly imagined how my life was going to change forever. It all began six months after the accident that I began experiencing excruciating head pain. 
It was radiating on my left side of my face, up the temples to the back of my neck. The pain was so intense that at times I couldn't even keep my eyes open. Uh, such things as washing my face, putting on a hat, being outside in the wind, going to the hairdressers, the air from a hairdryer, air conditioning in the vehicle, bright lights. These were all triggers to the pain that I was experiencing. It was a pain I really couldn't explain, but the best way um, that I felt like I was putting my finger in an electrical outlet and was getting shocked. I thought I was going crazy, to be honest with you. I mean, how could I have such pain and how could I explain it to my doctor without thinking that I was losing my marbles because I was beginning to wonder that myself. <laughs> my first appointment with my family doctor, I was told I had the shingles. Usually with shingles, a rash appears, but I had no visible rash. Just the pain, so he prescribed Valtrex and referred me to an ophthalmologist because he was afraid that the shingles would affect um, my eyesight if it was to go down mm -hmm. into my eye. But that came out clear. Weeks went by and my pain was just as excruciating as it had been, getting no relief at all from my medications. At this point, I was seeing my family doctor on a regular basis, changing my medications in hopes that I could get some relief. He then offered to give me cortisone shots in the head, which were also quite painful. But at this point, I guess you try whatever. Mm -hmm or if there's any hope, you're going to give it a try. Absolutely. To try to ease the pain. However, I had no relief out of those. Some of the prescribed drugs that I tried were Lyrica, Carbamazepine, Gabapentin, Hydromorph, Oxyco Oxycontin. Oxycontin, yeah. Yeah. Um, Tramadol, Tegretol, Lamotrigin. Okay. I'm not quite sure how to say that. Tramacet. And finally, Cymbalta, which to this day I still take on a daily basis. Uh, just the Cymbalta. Just the Cymbalta. Yeah. Okay. I was taking 60 milligrams. Now I'm down to 30 milligrams. Yeah. Which is good. Yep. Yeah. So after trying for over a year on different medications, which were sometimes very hard on my system. Absolutely. Um, he then sent me to see a neurologist in Halifax, where they did some testing and gave me nerve blocks in the head, neck, and below the eye. When I left there, my whole head was numb, which was such a good feeling, because then I couldn't feel the pain, Yeah. right, for once. But that was short-lived, because when the numbing came out, I was very discouraged, because I knew it hadn't helped. The pain was there again. Yeah. So then off I went to my family doctor once more and he sent me on an MRI of my head. And one evening he called me and um, he wasn't completely sure but had the report of my scan and wanted to refer me to a specialist in Halifax as there were lesions on my brain possibly indicating that I had MS. Mm -hmm. So that was a little bit upsetting. Yeah, for sure. So off my husband and I went for the appointment in the city. It was at this point I finally received a diagnosis that I had trigeminal occipital neuralgia, otherwise known as the suicide disease. Yeah. 
which when I was told that, I could completely understand why it would have been called the suicide disease. Mm -hmm. Because the pain was that bad. The pain was that bad all the time, every day. Yeah. No relief. So my life as a mother of two daughters and a loving husband had changed drastically. My girls at the time were involved in volleyball um, during their school years, which meant a lot of traveling for my girls, for their games. And of course, I was their number one cheering fan. Yeah. And I didn't, and I didn't like missing any of their sporting events. So that became difficult for me at times because I had to drag myself off the couch to go to their tournaments, not wanting to miss any of their games. But I would always wonder, how am I going to survive yeah. the weekend? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, at this time, like you, you were still able to drive. No, I wasn't driving. I would go with friends. Okay, that had also girls. Okay, so you you still had at this time enough pain that you were more or less um, laying down most of the day. Yes, because it was difficult to do just the basic daily things, Absolutely. right? That, that you do. Okay, so when did you stop driving? Um, I stopped driving probably in like six months into this when the okay. doctor started prescribing me different medications. Okay. I had to stop driving because I didn't feel that I was fit to be behind a wheel. Yep. Okay. I couldn't focus. I couldn't concentrate because of the pain and the meds. Okay. And, um, but my, my friends were so supportive and they always made sure that my girls were well taken care of if I couldn't mm -hmm. be there for any reason. But I remember at times I felt so foolish because being in the gym with the bright lights, I had to watch their volleyball games with my sunglasses on. Okay. Because the lights would trigger a spell of neuralgia. Yeah. But it didn't matter to, to the girls. As long as I was there, they, they really didn't care what I looked like. And that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing. And also my family was very supportive, um, bringing me to doctor's appointments, hosting gatherings or anything else that I needed to mm -hmm. have done. They always came to my rescue. I remember my mother once saying to me how much she worried about me because she couldn't imagine how much pain a person can endure. Yeah. Yeah. So that was hard on her too. I'm sure. So how many years did you have this before you came to me? You suffered with that for a few years because you came to me. Um, I'm going to say you came to me when I first started. So it's been at least 11, 10, 11 years ago. Yes, I think it was in 2010. Could have been. Was yeah. it when I started? Yeah. Um, my aunt had been to your um, office. Yep. Because uh, she had Bell's policy. And she just casually mentioned me to you one night at, at my house. And at this point in my life, I was tired of searching for help. But I thought, well, what do I have to lose? Exactly. Right? This will be my last straw, I thought. Mm -hmm. So to be honest with you, Doreen, I didn't have a lot of faith or hope, as I had seen some of the best neurologists in Halifax. Mm -hmm. And no one was able to help me, so I thought... What could a reflexologist from Tuscot okay. be able to do for me 
Well, I'm here to tell you she could do lots. <laughs> so, um, for the first year that you were seeing me, and you did so on a very regular, as well as a I need you now basis, because mm-hmm. we had many times that I would have a text message and say, I need you now, because you had you were having a flare-up. Yes. Um, now, because that this had been my first training stint in India for Ayurveda, and I hadn't completed my Panchakarma studies, basically the treatments that I were doing for you were really only extending your feel-good times between each neuralgia episode. Meaning that if you had a period of time that you were pain-free for two weeks, then my, my treatments that I were doing at that time for you, they would, they would extend your pain-free period for about another week or so. So instead of getting like two good weeks in between flare-ups, you'd have maybe three or four. Um, and then you'd have the neuralgia episode about every three to four weeks. So when I went to India again and studied my panchakarma, and then when I brought my doctor here to Nova Scotia, you were one, you were my first that I, that I treated here of my 21-day panchakarma patients. So firstly, when I asked you to go through this treatment, did you come close to understanding how difficult this process was going to be? <laughs> That's a funny question. <sighs> I don't think anyone can fully understand how difficult the process for Pinchakarma can be. You had explained everything thoroughly, and I remember thinking to myself, oh yeah, it sounds intense, but I'm sure it won't be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was hard. Um, you started off with the four days of the medicated ghee. Um, explain to us how you felt and what that four-day experience was like for you because that's how we start off all panchakarmas, okay? You have to have the medicated oil and, and you drink this. So how did you think about that? What did you think about that? Oh my gosh. The, the medicated ghee, I'll never forget it. <laughs> I can still taste and smell it. <laughs> The first day was not bad, as it wasn't a big amount that I had to intake. Mm -hmm. By the fourth day, it was awful. I remember waking up in the morning thinking, oh my God, like no breakfast again. And the thought of drinking that warm ghee Mm -hmm. made my stomach turn, wondering if I was able to keep it down. I found the days were very long because all I could have was warm water during the day and could only eat when I was really hungry. And that was kind of hard because sometimes I thought I was hungry, but then I had to wait until my stomach would growl and not my mind. That's right. Thinking that I was hungry and could only eat usually around 7 p.m. a little bit of rice. So yeah. It was difficult. Yeah. After the four days of the ghee, I then began the six days of treatments for you. And you started off with having the shirodara, which is the warm oil treatments over the forehead. You had the nauseum, which are the nasal oil treatments, and you had pindaswidana, which is the medicated bolus bag massage and the steam. Um, can you tell us what those days consisted of in the way of your activity, your body feelings, and your emotional feelings? Mm-hmm. Um, I was used to having the shiradara at this point mm-hmm. because I had gone through cert, uh, like a few treatments of just shiradara, yes. not the whole panchakarma. So I didn't mind that treatment, except 
while doing the uh, Panchakarma, I remember you having to fill my ears, both my ears, to the top with warm oil. Yes. And then put cotton balls to hold that in place. Mm -hmm. So that was really a strange feeling. Yeah. Um, but, it, I mean, it was okay. I loved the uh, Pindaswinda treatment because that was extremely relaxing. And after all the treatments were complete for the day, I remember my skin feeling so silky soft and my body very, very relaxed. Mm -hmm. um, at the time, I was babysitting my grandson, but I kept my activity level very low and found myself quite tired. My bedtime was quite early since all I could eat was kitchery was not too appetizing, <laughs> in my opinion. Therefore, I found myself quite moody and irritable. I remember saying to my husband, I'm grouchy, so I'm just going to bed. Mm -hmm. Just to get the day to pass. Yeah, yeah. Um, you had one day off of treatments during this time period, and then you would continue on for another seven days of heavy treatments. Uh, during this whole time, you were only allowed a very specific easily digested, bland diet of kitchery. Now, many of us find that this is the most difficult because we're so used to eating our favorite foods, our fast foods. Plus, you had to be the woman of the household still, and usually you feel it necessary to make at least one nourishing meal for your husband and your children. How did you deal with that? Well, at this point, both my girls were um, living on their own. So there was only my husband and myself, and he was so supportive. He, uh, he's a lobster fisherman, so at the time he would co uh, come home from fishing and would cook his own supper so that I didn't have to deal with cooking real food because he knew how hard mm -hmm. it was for me. Um, but if he thought there was hope for a pain-free life for me, he would have done anything. Yeah. So that part in itself was not that hard for me. Okay. A lot of times um, I try to get the, the patient to stay right on site because at the clinic there's no one that's cooking here. Mm -hmm. So we prepare the food off site. Do you think it would have been easier for you to stay on site or did you feel better being home and in your own surroundings? I think it would have been easier to stay on site just because, like you say, there would be no food being cooked, mm -hmm. no nice smells. And then having you in the house would probably have made a little difference because we would have had the encouragement of your training mm -hmm. and the doctor. Okay. At the end of your 21-day treatment, you had a day of fasting and purging. Then you were given and explained a very specific diet that was crucial for you to follow in order to continue your journey to well-being. So how did you find your specific diet in the way of, was it difficult to follow? Was it difficult for you to maintain it? Um, and, and, and that was the, the diet that you went home with specific for your dosha. Yes, um, as any diet, it's hard to follow. This was no different. Okay. It was hard. Um, I think for me at that point in time was not being able to have any creamed lobster <laughs> might have been the hardest thing for me not to be able to eat. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was hard. Okay. Um, how is your pain now since your, since your very first Panchakarma? You've gone through this twice. Um, how's your pain now? 
Since 2017, I can honestly say that I have been pain-free. I had one little incident in which I had a gathering at the house and started having pain. And I thought, geez, is this my neuralgia acting up? I wasn't quite sure. So I went up to my bedroom, turned off the lights, closed my eyes and laid down for an hour. And then suddenly the pain subsided on its own. So was it a flare up? I'm not extremely sure. And that was it. I've never had it again. So that's really nice. You went from, you know, a pain level that was over, over 10, right? If you put it on a scale of 1 to 10, it was over 10. You've seen, hard to say how many doctors and specialists and been on so many medications that you didn't have relief from. And now you didn't know if you had a slight flare-up or not. Right. Exactly. (laughs) It was amazing. It was fantastic so what are you doing now to try to remain pain-free to remain pain-free I had to change um, my lifestyle Mm -hmm. in that I had to do what was more beneficial for me some of those changes um, are getting of course I see Doreen I see you on a monthly basis Mm -hmm. yeah I don't think I've ever missed an appointment I don't believe you have. In all the years that I've been coming to <laughs> yep, you, yep. Um, making, making sure that I have sufficient sleep. I find sleep deprived is not good for mm-hmm. my neuralgia. Always wearing a thick windproof headwear in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And when the temperature changes, like if it's really, really cold, I don't go outside. Mm-hmm. I stay in the house until my system can kind of get used to the change of weather. Yeah. Um, I don't put the air conditioning in the vehicle uh, directly on my forehead and I don't allow myself to become overtired during holidays because I'm sure as you can remember most holidays I would have to call you in absolutely (laughs) absolutely (laughs) I remember doing um, Christmas shopping I think it was Christmas shopping or it could have been Thanksgiving one of the holidays anyway and we were going around trying to get our stuff because we were going to have a a big meal I got a text message from you saying I need you now we left our groceries right there and we took off (laughs) poor Doreen it's okay um so you know you did return a second spring to complete another 21 day Panchakarma would you recommend people um to have this treatment now Having mentioned several times how mentally and physically difficult this treatment was, I would completely recommend Penchakarma. However, how to prepare for it is another question. (laughs) Yeah, and we need to know how to prepare for it because a lot of people, like you, when, when I first explained to you what this was going to be, most people think, oh yes, I can breeze through that very easily. It's hard. It's hard. My first thought um, was, geesh, I I really don't know if a person can really prepare for such an intense treatment as I found the second time just as hard as the first, simply because I knew what was coming. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Maybe had I enjoyed the kitchery, it might have been different for me. Yeah. Because I would have felt that I was at least getting food, Mm -hmm. but I really didn't enjoy it. Yeah. After you completed each time, when you completed it and you did the last day of your fasting and your purging, what did you feel like after your purge? It was a strange feeling after the purge. 
you just feel empty. I don't even know how to explain it. Like your body feels good and your head feels like there's nothing in there to give you pain. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Yep. Yeah, it does. I mean, did you feel lighter? Did you have more energy? Did Yes, I had more energy. You must have felt something because you come back a second time, you know, the following year. Yes, yes. I, I felt good. I, my whole body felt good. Mm -hmm. Overall well-being feeling. Mm -hmm. So, of all that you endured with these treatments, was it worth it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, if getting a general feeling of well-being and happiness most of the time worthwhile, if so, then I recommend Panchakarma 100% because that's what it has given me. It's given you your life back. You travel now, you drive, you work. Yes. You have your grandchildren. There's nothing I don't do. Wonderful. I, I changed some things in my life, but there's nothing I don't do anymore. How it's wonderful. fantastic. You have given me my life back, Doreen. Oh. <laughs> and many times I have said that. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. And thank you for sharing your experience with us. I certainly wish you all the best, and I hope that you will remain pain-free forever. For all of my listeners today, thank you for tuning in. I'll be back next week. And until then, everyone, stay safe and stay well. Thank you for joining us for your daily dose. Be sure to tune in again next week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition with your host, Doreen Doucette. We'll see you then.